Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sheerlux's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sheerlux partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sheerluxvip.com. Time poor? Never get around to watching or reading the news? Aware you're not quite as on top of what's happening in the world as you should be? Well, the Brief Daily from Sheerlux.com is the daily email that brings you the scoop on the breaking news and current affairs you need to know about each day. In this weekly podcast, we round up all those stories into one neat episode. So subscribe, keep listening and stay informed. Today is the 21st of February and the main stories in the brief this week are... Three Conservative MPs have quit the party to join the independent group. Anna Soubry, Sarah Wollaston and Heidi Allen resigned their Tory membership to join the breakaway group founded by former Labour MPs earlier this week. The ex-Tory MPs said their resignations had been prompted by Theresa May's disastrous handling of Brexit and accused the party of lurching towards right-wing policies adopted by UKIP and the DUP. The Tory MPs' announcement follows that of seven Labour MPs. Chucka Amuna, Luciana Berger, Gavin Shuka, Angela Smith, Chris Leslie, Mike Gapes and Anne Coffey announced their plans to quit Labour at a press conference on Monday where they accused the party of institutional racism and a betrayal of its members over Brexit. Forming the new independent group, Amuna said the MPs had taken the step to leave old politics behind and invited others to do the same. Jewish MP Luciana Berger said she'd made the painful but necessary decision to quit after becoming embarrassed and ashamed by Labour's failure to tackle anti-Semitism within the party. The group was quickly joined by an eighth Labour MP, Joan Ryan. Addressing the news on Monday, Corbyn described the split as disappointing but highlighted the popularity of Labour's recent policies and gains at the 2017 election. The further resignations of Tory MPs on Wednesday reduced the government's already narrow working majority in the House of Commons to just eight MPs. The loss has fueled questions over the Prime Minister's authority as she attempts to win support for her Brexit deal. News of the split came as May prepared to head to Brussels on Wednesday afternoon. May met with European Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker for further discussions on the issue of the Irish backstop. Responding to the resignations, May said she was saddened but insisted the Conservative Party would still offer decent, moderate and patriotic politics. A British teenager who left the UK to join Islamic State fighters in Syria has said she's a bit shocked following news the Home Office is revoking her citizenship. 19-year-old Shamima Begum left the UK to join ISIS age 15. She now wishes to return to Britain to raise her son, having given birth to the child in a refugee camp on Saturday. Home Secretary Sajid Javid has taken a hard stance on the case, stripping Begum of her British citizenship and her right to return. While a person cannot legally be made stateless, the Home Secretary is arguing Begum can apply for Bangladeshi citizenship due to the heritage of her parents. Bangladesh's Ministry of Foreign Affairs has since dismissed the claim, saying Begum is not a Bangladeshi citizen and insisting there is no question of her being allowed into the country. Responding to the news, Begum said, I heard that other people are being sent back to Britain, so I don't know why my case is any different to other people. Or is it just because I was on the news four years ago? Javid has been immediately faced with the prospect of a legal battle as Begum's lawyers prepare to challenge the minister's decision. A Home Office spokesperson would not comment on individual cases, but said decisions to remove citizenship were not taken lightly.
Sheridan UK News. Former Wimbledon champion Martina Navratilova is facing a backlash after claiming transgender women competing in women's sporting tournaments are cheating. Writing in the Sunday Times, a tennis star said she would be unhappy competing against transgender women in sport as it would not be fair. Trans activists have condemned her comments as upsetting and deeply transphobic. Rights group Trans Actual responded to Navratilova saying, if trans women had an advantage in sport, why aren't trans women winning gold medals left, right and centre? Under current International Olympic Committee guidelines, trans women must prove their testosterone is below permitted levels at least one year before their first competition. The rail industry has proposed a radical overhaul of British train fares. Rail companies have announced plans to offer part-time season tickets and the rollout of smartphone-based ticketing across the UK. The proposals also include a best fare guarantee that ensures customers automatically pay the cheapest fare available at the time of ticket purchase. The plans have been released ahead of a government-sponsored review of the railways due to be published later this year. The need for an overhaul of Britain's complex train fares is widely accepted, with the rail delivery group industry body estimating there are 55 million separate ticket fares available in the UK. The National Union of Students, or NUS, has called for an inquiry into the exploitation of students by landlords. This follows a survey by the union which found many students lived in rented housing with pest infestations, condensation and mould or rot problems. The NUS's report states that overpriced and low-quality housing is not a rite of passage for students, but the inevitable outcome of a sector that is poorly regulated. The NUS has asked the Competition and Markets Authority to investigate unfair practices targeting student tenants, including demands for large fees or deposits and the signing of contracts up to 10 months before students move in. Firefighters have expressed concerns they're being stitched up in the Grenfell Tower inquiry. The General Secretary of the Fire Brigade's union, Matt Rack, said the inquiry risked becoming whitewashed because the order of business is wrong. While the inquiry's first phase has dealt with the response of the Fire Brigade, issues such as deregulation of building standards and refurbishment using combustible materials are yet to be addressed. According to Rack, the obvious problem is how you can wrap a building in flammable material like that. The inquiry's conclusions on the causes of the fire are not expected until next year at the earliest, three years after the June 2017 disaster that claimed 72 lives. LBC radio presenter Majid Nawaz has spoken out after being racially attacked in central London on Monday night. Nawaz was outside the Soho Theatre when a white male is said to have assaulted him from behind and verbally abused him. The suspect then fled the scene before the arrival of police officers. Tweeting after the incident, Nawaz said he took nothing, he was just a racist. Witnesses are said to have heard the suspect's racial abuse and Nawaz claimed the police have his face on CCTV. Nawaz presents a weekend radio show on LBC and is the founder of counter-extremism think tank, the Quilliam Foundation. A man has been arrested on suspicion of spraying racist graffiti on a family's home in Salford. Jackson Yamba and his 10-year-old son David discovered the words no blacks spray-painted on their front door just five days after moving in. Despite immediately reporting the incident, police only launched a hate crime investigation after a photo of the graffiti posted by Yamba online was shared thousands of times. Greater Manchester Police confirmed they'd arrested a 54-year-old man on suspicion of racially aggravated criminal damage on Wednesday morning. Commenting on the arrest, Yamba said, It's good news, just to send a strong signal to those people behind this evil act that it will not be tolerated. A Freedom of Information request to the Ministry of Justice has revealed twice as many women are taken to court for truancy offences as men. More than 18,000 parents and carers in England and Wales faced prosecution in 2017 for failing to ensure their child's regular attendance at school. In 71% of cases, the defendant was a woman, with just 4,220 male parents facing prosecution. Women were also more likely to be found guilty. In 2017, 79% of female parents were convicted, compared to 70% of men. 
The Magistrates Association has claimed not to know what's behind the disparity. However, Sam Smethers, chief of gender equality charity, the Fawcett Society, said the disproportionate penalising of women was concerning, adding that society is too quick to judge mothers. In health news, the World Health Organization has warned of the growing threat posed by resurgence in measles cases. The organization said efforts to combat the spread of the disease are backsliding. Instances of measles have grown worldwide, with a 50% surge in cases last year. The disease causes severe diarrhoea and pneumonia and can be fatal, but is easily prevented by vaccination. Despite this, the increase in cases is also affecting wealthy nations, which have historically had high levels of vaccination coverage. Some experts have pointed to complacency and disinformation about the vaccine, which has been falsely linked to the development of autism in children. New research from the Association of Young People's Health has revealed young Britons are dying from asthma at one of the highest rates in the developed world. The report comparing the health of young people across 18 high-income countries found the UK had the fourth worst figure for asthma mortality and the worst death rate out of all European country studies. The report's co-author, Anne Hagel, said the findings showed the issue of young people's health is not high enough up the policy agenda. Other recent studies have recorded growing rates of asthma deaths in the UK and revealed British asthma patients are not receiving basic care for the condition. In business news, new figures from the Office for National Statistics, or ONS, show retail sales rebounded strongly last month, with sales up 4.2% on January 2018. The ONS reported a 1% increase in January after a decline of 0.7% in December. The rise amounted to the biggest annual increase since December 2016, above the expectations of many economists. Strong clothing sales and those shopping for post-Christmas bargains are thought to have been behind the boost in retail figures. Elsewhere, the UK economy is struggling. Separate ONS figures published last week show a significant slowdown in construction output and business investment as companies hold off major projects amid Brexit uncertainty. Ian Howells, Senior Vice President for Honda in Europe, has spoken out on the car maker's plans to shut its Swindon plant in 2021, saying we've always seen Brexit as something we'll get through, but these changes globally are something we'll have to respond to. The closure of Honda's only car factory in the EU is expected to result directly in the loss of around 3,500 jobs, with a further 3,500 positions in the company's supply chain also at risk. Howells has claimed the shutdown is not a Brexit-related issue, but the result of global-related changes such as increasing demand for electric vehicles. Business Secretary Greg Clark said a task force of local MPs, business leaders and trade union representatives would be convened in Swindon to help Honda employees find new jobs. Analysis by the BBC has revealed a widening gender pay gap in the UK. Studying the latest information published by British companies on their gender pay disparities, the BBC found four in ten private firms are now reporting wider pay gaps than they did last year. Examining the median pay gap, the difference in pay between middle-ranking women and middle-ranking men, the BBC found women earn an average of 8.35% less per hour. The statistics are based on the report of private firms. Approximately 90% of private sector employers are yet to hand over the latest gender pay figures ahead of the government's 4th of April deadline. Among the companies that have already reported, those within the construction and finance sectors show the largest disparities, both over 20%. 
The merger between Sainsbury's and Asda could be blocked by the Competition and Markets Authority, or CMA, after the watchdog raised concerns about higher prices and reduced choice for consumers. In a provisional verdict released on Wednesday, the CMA said its investigation into the merger had revealed extensive competition concerns, including the potential for a substantial lessening of competition at both a national and local level. The merger would create a market-leading chain with a combined share of over 30% of the grocery market. Sainsbury's and Asda said they intended to press ahead with the plans, despite the verdict. In tech news... A non-profit research company has chosen not to publish its latest work amid fears that technology could be used maliciously. OpenAI said it would not be releasing research behind the GPT-2, a text generator powered by artificial intelligence. GPT-2 can be fed text and then continue to write based on its predictions of what should come next. It's capable of writing plausible text, mimicking style and subject, and can translate, summarise and pass reading comprehension tests. Jack Clark, OpenAI's head of policy, said the GPT-2 would be kept behind closed doors until its creators knew what it was capable of, claiming, if you can't anticipate all the abilities of a model, you should have to prod it to see what it can do. There are many more people than us who are better at thinking what it can do maliciously. The Digital Culture, Media and Sports Select Committee has released a report following an 18-month investigation into disinformation and fake news on Facebook. The report was scathing of the social media platform's attitude towards British democracy and accused it of deliberately breaking privacy and competition law, saying companies like Facebook should not be allowed to behave like digital gangsters in the online world, considering themselves to be ahead of and beyond the law. The committee has also called on the government to establish an independent investigation into foreign influence, disinformation and voter manipulation into the 2016 EU referendum and the 2017 general election. Any risk posed to UK telecoms by Chinese firm Huawei can be managed, according to the UK's National Cybersecurity Centre. Cybersecurity chiefs have determined that the risks of incorporating Huawei's technology into Britain's telecoms infrastructure can be mitigated. This goes against US recommendations that the company is barred from mobile networks. The Chinese government has been accused of using Huawei as a proxy to spy on rival nations, with Australia and New Zealand already banning Huawei equipment on their 5G networks. The company has insisted it is one of the most open and transparent organisations in the world. Many UK mobile companies have begun working with Huawei to develop 5G networks, but are awaiting the verdict of a government review due next month before deciding whether to use the technology. Elsewhere in the world. Dirty water from floods in northern Australia has run into the sea, endangering parts of the Great Barrier Reef. Scientists studying the reef say the sediment-laden floodwater has run off several rivers, reaching areas more than 60 kilometres from shore. The dirty water would block sunlight from reaching the coral, effectively smothering parts of the reef. A recent lack of wind has worsened the problem, allowing the floodwater to remain above the coral for longer. It follows major flooding in Queensland, where residents were hit by the equivalent of a year's rainfall in 10 days. The Great Barrier Reef is already facing a major threat of mass coral bleaching caused by rising sea temperatures. More than 100 senior Roman Catholic bishops met in Rome this week for a summit called by Pope Francis. The international gathering of Catholic leaders aimed to address the endemic problem of clerical sexual abuse. The Vatican attempted to send a clear message on its stance towards sexual abuse last weekend when it removed former Archbishop Theodore McCarrick from the priesthood. 88-year-old McCarrick was found guilty of sexually abusing minors in the US. Bishops were urged to meet with survivors of sexual abuse in their respective countries ahead of the summit. It follows the Pope's promise in December that the Church would never again cover up sexual abuse and would bring perpetrators to justice. 
A coalition of 16 US states has launched legal action against Donald Trump's administration. Led by California, the group is challenging Trump's decision to declare a national emergency in order to fund the construction of a wall on the US-Mexico border. In a statement on Monday, California Attorney General Javier Becerra accused Trump of misusing presidential power, saying, we're suing President Trump to stop him from unilaterally robbing taxpayer funds lawfully set aside by Congress for the people of our states. Meanwhile, Bernie Sanders has announced his candidacy for the 2020 presidential election. The independent Vermont senator is set to join the race as a Democrat. To challenge Trump for the White House, Sanders will first need to win the Democratic Party's nomination, facing down a diverse field of candidates, including Californian Senator Kamala Harris and New Jersey Senator Cory Booker. The 77-year-old lost the Democratic nomination to Hillary Clinton in 2016. When asked in a CBS interview what would be different about his 2020 campaign, Sanders replied, we're going to win. German fashion designer Karl Lagerfeld has died aged 85. Lagerfeld was artistic director of French fashion house Chanel. He joined the label in 1983 after beginning his career as an assistant to Pierre Balmain in 1955. Lagerfeld was lauded for his artistic talent and his business acumen and for simultaneously producing collections for Fendi and his eponymous label, an unprecedented feat in fashion. Paying tribute to Lagerfeld online, designer Donatella Versace wrote, We will never forget your incredible talent and endless inspiration. We were always learning from you. Researchers studying the impact of a four-day working week have found no decline in workers' output. In one of the largest trials yet, 240 employees of a New Zealand financial services company, Perpetual Guardian, switched their working week from five days to four. Pay was maintained at the same level. The trial was monitored by academics from the University of Auckland, who found productivity increased in the four days worked, maintaining the amount of work done overall. At the same time, staff stress levels fell from 45% to 38%, with work-life balance scores rising from 54% to 78%. Perpetual Guardian says it has been inundated with requests for information on the trial's results, with most of them coming from organisations in the UK. Police in Australia are searching for a British tourist and a French tourist after the pair went missing at a beach in New South Wales. Hugo Palmer and Erwin Ferrier, both aged 20, arrived in the town of Port Macquarie on Sunday. Personal items belonging to the men were found by walkers at nearby Shelley Beach at sunrise on Monday. Their rental car containing other belongings was later discovered at the beach car park. Police described local sea conditions on Monday and Tuesday as terrible and said the chances of the men surviving in the water was exceptionally slim. US police have launched an investigation after a fitness instructor accused Sir Philip Green of sexual assault. Arizona officers confirm they're looking into allegations made by Katie Surridge, a former Pilates teacher, who has accused the Topshop tycoon of groping her at a luxury resort. A spokesperson for Green denied the allegations, claiming an investigation by the Canyon Ranch Resort in Tucson had dismissed the complaint. The news follows a report published last year by the Telegraph newspaper, which found Green had signed non-disclosure agreements with five of his employees to keep their complaints about him quiet, one receiving a payout of over £1 million. Our facts of the week are... Heritage experts have reclassified carvings found in a cave in the Midlands, believing marks previously thought to be graffiti are in fact symbols dating back hundreds of years. The walls of the cave in Creswell Crags feature thousands of apotropaic marks, carvings made to try and ward off witches or evil forces. Creswell Heritage Trust director Paul Baker said the trust was aware of the marks but not the significance, saying, We had no idea. Can you imagine how stupid we felt? 
A US scientist has warned that YouTube may be inadvertently encouraging the spread of flat earth conspiracy theories. Flat earthers claim governments have covered up the true shape of the earth. Texas Tech University assistant professor Ashley Landrum said YouTube was spreading the theories through its recommended video feature, drawing people vulnerable to outlandish ideas into a rabbit hole of flat earth indoctrination videos. An Irish ticket holder won 175 million euros in the Euro Millions draw on Tuesday. The prize is the biggest jackpot ever to be claimed in Ireland, topping the 150 million euros win by Dolores McNamara in 2005. The week's winning ticket was purchased in a shop in Knoll, North Dublin. A spokesperson for the National Lottery confirmed a ticket holder had been in touch with the lucky numbers and said their claim was awaiting verification. And finally, a 14-year-old from the Midlands has successfully hatched a duck egg from Waitrose. Testing the theory that supermarket eggs could be hatched, William Atkins placed half a dozen under an incubator in his bedroom. Around three weeks later, a duckling pecked its way out of one of the eggs. A spokesperson for the eggs producer, Clarence Court, said the chances of an egg hatching were remarkably slim, but admitted missexing of ducks occasionally means some eggs end up fertilised. That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.